Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces, and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes, planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like, how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Caprill is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril, your local wealth coach, certified financial planner here in Cincinnati and Dayton. With offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky, Dan is the president of Matson and Capril. Find out all about Dan and the team by going to quizdan.com. You can also call 844 844- quiz dan that's 844-784-9326 and dan happy 2016 to you and uh, happy new year happy new year all of our viewers remember now's the time to not only set those resolutions but actually keep them at least until about mid-february so we'll talk about that are, are you making any resolutions i said goals not resolutions. oh goals, goals. Okay. <laughs> Stri- strike that out redo that <laughs> it was interesting though i was uh, i remember last year uh First Sunday of the year, I'm in church, and the pastor says, if your commitment was to uh, not miss church at all this year, congratulations, you are on target. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. you got to take it one day at a time, and in that case, yes. one Sunday at a time. There you go. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, we're going to talk a little bit, as you mentioned, about some financial resolutions that you might want to make this year. So we'll go over that, plus a lot more on the show today. Lots to get to, so let's jump right into it. We always invite you to send us questions if you you know don't want to pick up the phone and call 844-QUIZ-DAN. You can go to quizdan.com and submit a question, and if you'd like, we can feature it on the show. We've got one from Eric in Oakwood, and Eric says, I have a base salary of about $100,000 per year, and I usually make another $100,000 or so in commissions. I can live off my base salary, so I'd like to invest almost all of my commissions but I make too much to put anything in a Roth or anything like that, so where do I start? Well, first of all, Eric, believe it or not, you don't make too much for Roth because there's a little um, little secret that a lot of people aren't aware of, and that is that you can put money, no matter how much money you make, into a traditional IRA. Now, in your case, I'm assuming you'd probably have a pension elsewhere, so or even if you don't, but the point is, is that you can put money in a traditional IRA regardless of whether or not you can deduct it. And then the very next day, regardless of how much money you make, you can convert it to a Roth. I mean, it's not a trick. It's, it's right there in the code. It's, we, it's technically, well, we refer to it as a backdoor Roth conversion. But uh, you can do that. But I will tell you that um, if, for example, you, you don't have access to a tax-deductible pension plan, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. One of the things I've been talking a lot about is the fact that taxes could very well go up in the future, and I get very concerned about the amounts of money I see in 401ks and traditional IRAs. As people go into the retirement years, they don't own all that money. They may be lucky to own 70% of it. And if you're able to build up your savings 
without a, a tremendous amount of, of tax deferment. Now, granted, you'll pay more tax now, but the idea here is that you potentially will pay less tax overall if tax rates were to go up in the future. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But I would tell you the decision here, first and foremost, isn't so much the vehicle you use as much as how you position that portfolio. And depending on how long it is until you look to retire, there is going to be a need to have a strong equity presence in your portfolio. Yes, they move in a volatile manner, but history has shown again and again that owning the capitalist system is, is the best way to make money for yourself. If we can get some tax advantages, fine, but please don't allow the absence of a retirement plan to prevent you from getting where you want to be. Now, um, for people who are self-employed, they can create their own retirement plan. Uh, in your case here, it sounds like you know, you're getting a base salary, so you are working for somebody else. If they don't offer anything, any other plan, you can do a Roth. But this just shows you the other the complexities that are there. Sometimes we read things to believe that they are true, and maybe they're not. One last thing I want to point out to you, though, Eric, for someone who gets so much in in commission, chances are your company plan does not cover you for disability on those commissions, and you are far more able, to, likely to become disabled in your working life than you are dying. You need to ensure that exposure. I see this mistake made time and time again. Your disability insurance may only cover you for $60,000. So this is a time where you're going to want to think about getting your own uh, disability insurance. And that, that's something that we can certainly counsel you with if you'd like. You can go to quizdan.com, and I can send you some more information because you've got some real potential issues. I don't know enough about your case to get all that emphatic about it, but there's probably a number of things that you could be doing right now that you're not. Again, that number to call is 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326, or go to quizdan.com. Another question comes to us from Ginger in Westchester, and Ginger says, Is it true that I don't have to take RMDs from my 401k as long as I'm still working? Do the same rules also apply to my IRA? You're correct. If you're not a major owner in the company and you're continuing to work there past age 70, you can certainly continue to put money in the 401k, and you don't have to take out the required minimum distribution. Unfortunately, though, that does not apply to your IRAs. You are going to have to go ahead and do that. In fact, another little mistake I often see for people who are no longer working is they'll have some money in an IRA and they'll have some money in their old company 401k plan. And they know that they have to take a required amount. And the mistake gets made in thinking, well, as long as I take from one of the two accounts the total amount of money I need, I'm okay. That's true if you have multiple IRAs. That's not true if your money's in a 401k and an IRA. Technically, you're supposed to take from both. Now, I don't think in an audit, you, you know, you probably could work your way through the service on that. You know, They're not looking to be overly technical, but that is the law. I mean, there's so many reasons why you should roll your money out of your 401K when you retire, and that's just another one. But, yeah, it's a little bit – there are a lot of variances and nuances, and it can get tricky, and the penalties for doing it wrong can be quite steep. Yeah, and you got to make sure you get. This is one of those things you got to make sure you get right, Ginger. You don't want to uh, err on the uh, wrong side here because uh, you'll you'll be in bad shape. The IRS won't be happy with you. No, and and really, professional advice is readily available for this type of a thing. It's it's not complicated, really. It's it's not expensive to get that kind of advice. But the whatever you're going to pay for is going to be far better than than whatever penalties you might ultimately pay for doing things wrong. One more question. This one's from Jack in Mason. Jack says, I hear so many conflicting things about annuities. Are they good or bad? 
Well, you know, Jack, they are what I like to say amoral. It's like money. Is money good or bad? No, it's amoral. It's what you ultimately decide to do with it. An annuity is just like any other uh, financial vehicle out there. It can it can accomplish certain things. If you need those things accomplished, great. The one thing, though, I always want to emphasize is we have a tendency to sometimes to confuse a specific product with the concept altogether. So, for example, an automobile. We all, we all, you know, I think would agree that, well, most of us, and sadly some people don't, but most people I think would agree an automobile is a pretty cool thing. You know, I can put, I put gas in the car. I can drive anywhere I want. I can, if I want to go to California, I could be there by, you know, maybe tomorrow, day and a half from now. Uh, but we all know that there are good cars and bad cars. And it all depends on how they're made. So the idea of the annuity is, is really it's twofold. The idea is, number one, you can have your money. You give your money to an insurance company. In return, they credit you some type of growth. Tax deferred. You don't have to pay tax on the money until you're ready to pull it out. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Um, also, they'll also, uh, if you want, have an arrangement with you whereby if you give them a, a set amount of money, they'll give you a guaranteed income stream for the rest of your life. That's certainly not a bad thing. But there are some products that are better than others. Where I get a little bit concerned about annuities is I see them being sold for all kinds of problems that don't even exist. It's kind of like the, the annuity salesman feels the annuity is the answer to everything. He just needs to try to figure out what the questions are. Or imagine if there was a doctor who felt that no matter what you came in to see him for, he was going to give you penicillin. Well, if that's not what you need, why would you take it? And that's where I get sometimes critical of what is being done with annuities because I think I, I see them very often being sold in lieu of other things. They should be part of an overall picture. And done properly, they can work great. But they're not necessarily um, right or wrong, good or bad. It just depends on your situation. And that's why I'm always a big believer in doing the plan first. I tell people, look, if you come to my office, I'm not going to be pulling out a bunch of illustrations. I'm not going to be pulling out a bunch of product brochures or anything like that. What we're going to do is we're going to sit down and get a clear understanding about what you're trying to accomplish. And then we're, and then we're going to give you the complete benefit of the doubt. We're going to look at your current strategy and figure out if you're going to get there. And if you are, give you a bottle of champagne and out you go. You've done a fabulous job. If there is room for improvement, We'll discuss that. And then is where, at some point, maybe products come in. Now, in my practice, we don't require the client buy any products or our office if they don't want to. If they want to implement it with somebody else, by all means, you can do that. We want to give you objective advice. So we will charge you for that advice. But you're going to be able to do that on your own. So this is a different way of doing business. I, you know, I get so frustrated sometimes when I see people thinking they're getting advice from, from advisors out there. And what they're really just getting is, is product proposals and, and, and fear-mongering. And it's crazy. Now, get something that's an objectively that has no requirement upon you to buy anything at all. Uh, you know, give us a look. We'll be happy to sit down with you, complimentary consultation, uh, look at the direction that you're heading in, and then we'll decide what product is appropriate for you. Here's the number that you need to call to set up a time to meet with Dan and his team right here in Cincinnati and Dayton. This is the number to call, 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. If you have questions about your situation, your financial place here at the beginning of 2016, now is the time to call and uh, get that straightened out. Make sure you're having the right decisions made. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. Consult somebody who puts together financial plans and works with people each and every day to help protect their money and grow it. That's Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril 
He's a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach here in the area. With offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky, again, your number to call is 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Stay with us. More to come here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Composer Stephen Sondheim once said, The nice thing about doing a crossword puzzle is you know there is a solution. That's exactly how you can view the financial world. You know there's a solution to the sometimes complex challenges facing you, especially when you plan for retirement. And if you need some help finding the right answers, then keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril here in the Cincinnati and Dayton area. Dan is the person for you to turn to if you're approaching retirement, maybe even already retired. You want to make sure that you have the right financial plan in place to get you all the way through retirement. He's the person to call. He's a certified financial planner. He's your local wealth coach helping you build and maintain your wealth uh, throughout your years. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call to set up a time to meet with Dan and the team. That's 844-784-9326. First meeting is always complimentary. Dan has offices in Cincinnati, up in Beaver Creek, and in northern Kentucky as well president of Matson and Capril. And we're going to talk a little bit more about resolutions here in a few minutes. But something that comes along with resolutions all the time are excuses for when people yeah. break those resolutions or, or, or you know can't maintain them. So I want to talk about some of the excuses we hear, Dan, from people that you know they're trying to explain why they made certain financial decisions, and then they kind of bust out these excuses. So I'll give you the excuse, and you explain to us as we do a little tough love here on the show why it's yeah. not why it's not a very okay. good excuse. And right. the first one is, you know, when someone wants to start their social security at age sixty-two, you know, right as soon as they can do it, the excuse is often, "Well, I paid into the system for years, and I want to be sure that I get my money back before it goes bankrupt." That's the excuse they use. Yeah, and, and sadly, I hear that way too often. Let, let's first talk about the likelihood of Social Security going bankrupt. It's not ever going to go bankrupt. And the simple reason is because even if the surplus that you often hear about went away, benefits would – there is still enough money going into the system every single day to fund 70% of the benefits. Now, if you know anything about politics, you know that Social Security is often referred to as the third rail of government, meaning that – if you touch the third rail on a train, you die, and the same thing would be true when it comes to politics and government. So uh, politicians will use it as a tool, it's, and I'll admit it, it's not a great system. I mean, you've got three contributors, less than three contributors for every person pulling money out. But um, I think for all intents and purposes, um, for anybody who's over age 50, the system's not going to change. Younger people will be forced to continue to fund it. The big question now comes, when do I start pulling benefits out? I can start as early as 62. I can wait as late as age 70. When should I do it? And, of course, like so many things, the answer is it depends. 62, it's nice. You get a check right away. But understand that if you're going to continue to work and if you're going to make more than $15,000 a year, you can file. You're not going to get any benefit. You're going to earn too much. You earn over a certain amount. Your benefits get reduced. Uh, the best time to consider filing is when you've stopped working. Now, if you work past age, your full retirement age, and everybody has a slightly different retirement age, you could earn as much as you want. 
So that's what I'll often hear people will say to me, well, I'm going to work until age 70. I can start receiving my benefit at 67. So what I plan to do is collect that benefit for three years and invest the money. The problem with that is you're going to probably get taxed on those benefits. If instead you waited, your benefit would actually grow 8% a year. Let me give you an example here of how waiting can work for you. If you had a full retirement benefit at age 67 of $2,200 a month, if you waited until age 70 to file, that benefit would grow to about $2,700 a month. Now, yes, you would have gotten three years of checks you normally wouldn't have gotten, but in time, you're going to see that getting that higher check is going to make make up the difference. Now, if you filed as early as age 62, well, you would only get $1,540 a month. So on the low end, $1,540. On the high end, over $2,700. So waiting definitely has its benefits. However, having said all that, you have to live on something. So if you were going to retire fully, and live on your savings, well, that might work, but that might not be a great thing either, simply because your savings, you can leave those to anybody. Your Social Security benefits, for all intents and purposes, you can't leave to anybody. You know, If you're married and one of you dies, the, the survivor essentially gets the higher of the two checks, and that is nice, uh, but the other check goes away. So you got to work it out. you got to have some balance here. The important thing is that you run the numbers, and there is no right or wrong answer. For every client we've got, the answer is a little bit different. Um, how long do you continue to work? What are your other income sources? If you have a pension plan that's meeting all of your needs, waiting may be a very logical thing to do. So we just have to kind of see. But I, what I want more than anyone, anything else is to get out of your mind that the system is just going to go bankrupt. The problem with that is it could motivate you to make some very bad decisions. And I've seen people do that because that's a fear-based decision. And I want every decision made to be logical. So while I won't tell you the Social Security system is doing great, I will tell you from a practicality standpoint, there is enough money going in that system for quite some time. And I can just see what will happen, unfortunately, for younger people is they'll probably have to kick in a higher percentage of their check. When the system started, you're only supposed to pay in 1% of the first $3,000 you make. Well, now you're paying 7.65% when you include Medicare and Medicaid, and your employer gets to match that. So if you're self-employed, you get to pay that amount twice. So um, don't don't use fear as your reason. Do the right math. Do the right numbers. Get help. That's yeah, a really important takeaway. So that's one excuse that people use when it comes to Social Security, but they use excuses for all sorts of things. Maybe you're one of these folks that has used an excuse, and that's okay. We're just going to straighten you out here on solving the financial puzzle today. And, and you know, Dan, when someone is taking too much risk with their money, which is something you've told us before, you see all the time, mm-hmm. uh, they say, well, I feel like I'm behind in my savings and I need to make up for lost time. That's the excuse. Why is it a bad excuse? Well, it's, it's, it's a bad excuse because the assumption is that bad risk is going to somehow give you great reward. So while certainly being in a, in a diversified portfolio of equities probably has a reasonable chance over time of making money, I've seen people get very heavy in one or two companies that fall and never rebound. You know, the, really the, the better way to do this is to say, okay, well, I got off to a slow start. All right, instead of investing in an imprudent matter, which means you're taking on way too much risk for the return you're likely to get, why not make the efforts to save more? Why not make the efforts to maybe push back your retirement so that you, you know, you've got a little bit of extra time? But just because you've chosen to take on more volatility does not guarantee that you will get rewarded for it. 
uh, especially if you're going to stick all your money in a certain sector or in just a, um, um, a certain company. Lack of diversification is a very inefficient way to take risk. Uh, you usually take on far more, far more volatility than the return you're likely to get had you been more diversified, invest in some other way. So there's a more prudent and logical way to play catch-up. Um, you know, look, you want to double your money tomorrow. I know a great way to do it. Go down to the casino, go to the roulette table, and put it all on black. And if it comes up, you just doubled your money. But I'm not recommending that as your strategy. You can see the flaw in that. Well, the flaw can exist in other ways. Granted, equities tend not to be as extreme, all or nothing. Um, but you want to have a portfolio designed for you. And not only that, designed so that when you are ready to take money out, that you can do it in a very consistent manner so you can sell as few shares as possible to give you the checks that you need. Well, since you brought up uh, Las Vegas and roulette, why don't I bring up cash? Uh, okay. When somebody has way too much money in cash, they'll sometimes explain it away by saying, well, I lost a lot in 2008. I don't want to go down that road again. Yeah. And again, here we've got emotions working, not logic. Well, what happened since 2008? Well, let's see. The uh, the Dow was around 600, and now it's around 17,000. Tell me the logic in that. That is just, you know, what you're saying is, look, I've experienced some pain. I don't want to experience pain again. Look, I get that. But you know, logically, you're supposed to buy when prices are low and sell when they are high. And had you had a fully, properly diversified portfolio during that period, well, you certainly would have felt some pain. It wouldn't necessarily have been by the same amount. Understand that markets are always going to perform in a uh, nonlinear fashion. And the reason for that is because news comes in a nonlinear fashion and markets are going to react to news and news is unpredictable. So to just simply say that I'm going to go into cash and, and not take any risk, what you're really doing is taking huge amounts of risk. Because the only way that you're going to be able to grow your money truly if it's in cash is if interest rates are very high and inflation is very low. That doesn't work. That's not the way it works. So to take such a conservative position because you never want to see your money going down in value because you're afraid of going broke, what I would argue is what you're really doing when you factor in inflation is you're going broke safely. And that's not a good way to be. So there is a, a role for cash in your portfolio. I generally recommend about six months of living expenses. But other than that, taking on some volatility with your money tends to reward you. You just want to do it in an intelligent manner. We're talking again with Dan Capril here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call to reach Dan and the team. That's 844-784-9326. Dan, when someone has no idea what they're invested in or what their money is doing for them, and you call them out on it, the excuse usually sounds something along the lines of, well, financial stuff just really isn't my thing. Folks have just kind of thrown money in some place that someone once said they should do it, and they really don't know what's in their portfolio a lot of the time. Look, when you see elderly people, God bless them, doing menial labor in their late 70s, in almost every case, they're not there because they wanted to be there. They're there because they had to be there. Look, finance doesn't have to be your thing, but finding somebody who is their thing, who can help you, you've got to do that. You owe that to yourself. Look, I don't know the first thing about health. I don't know the first thing about you know what blood, high blood sugar does, but I have a guy who does. 
And he puts me on a plan and he shows me, look, if you don't get this under control, here's what's going to happen. Sometimes we need to see the pain of not doing something. And you can see evidence of poor finance all around. You know, we live in a great nation, a very wealthy nation, but success is largely the byproduct of the choices we make. And you have a great opportunity here with just having a little bit of the proper knowledge. And if you're taking the time to listen to this show, you're making, in my opinion, a great step in that direction. But don't use it as an excuse. You don't have to be an expert. Find somebody who is, somebody who you like, you feel you can trust, who's going to develop a a strategy specifically for you. You owe it to yourself to do that. Otherwise, you're going to run the risk of having the future you never wanted to have. So where do you go? You know, where do you start from here? Look, we set up our practice to help people to take their personal finance to a higher level without being a part of a product pushing or, or crystal ball reading or anything like that. We use sound academic principles to try to steer people in the right direction. But first and foremost, we want to hear what's important to you. So I encourage you. We're here at the start of a new year. Let's do this right. Let's figure out the direction that we're going. Give my office a call. What me or one of my associates will sit down with you. We'll get a clear understanding about what you're hoping to accomplish. We'll honestly show you the direction that you're heading in and then let you decide from there. But please, let's not confuse listening to even this show as true financial planning. No, let's customize it to you and let's do it right so that you don't have the future you don't want. Let's give you the future that you want, but it's going to start with you and having the right actions and following through with those. Here's the number to call to reach Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril right here in Cincinnati and Dayton, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326, 844-784-9326. Call now. Get on the calendar here at the beginning of the year. Make sure you're making the right financial decisions. Call Dan Capril and his team. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. 844-784-9326. Really good opportunity to do that here today. 844-QUIZ-DAN. This is Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril, your local financial coach here in the area, your local wealth coach. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. We're going to continue our conversation coming up, talking about some of the financial resolutions that you want to make sure that you make this year. That's coming up next right here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Stay with us. Dan Capril is your local advisor in the Dayton area. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance in the financial world. His team has offices in Beaver Creek and Cincinnati. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Hello, this is Dan Capril, and every week I host Solving the Financial Puzzle here on WHIO. One of the things we discuss often on my show are the mistakes I see people make, especially small business owners, when working with a financial advisor or CPA. They almost always pay more in taxes than they should, largely because they confuse tax filing with tax planning. Tax planning is done at the beginning of the year, not one month before your taxes are due. When was the last time your accountant called you and said he knew of ways to lower your taxes by thousands of dollars? My guess, never. There are so many tried and true planning strategies that get ignored. 
If you own a business or if you're simply sick of paying more than your fair share of taxes, do yourself a huge favor right now and get a copy of my free report, How to Beat the IRS Legally, by visiting my website, quizdan.com. That's quizdan.com or call 844-QUIZDAN. That's 844-784-9326. Do it now. Quizdan.com or call 844-QUIZDAN. Another tax year is about to start. Time for a little puzzle history. We've all heard of and probably have tried to solve the Rubik's Cube. It's a 3D puzzle invented in 1974. Did you know it was originally called the Magic Cube? Millions of these cubes have been sold across the world over the years and are so popular they've even sparked competitions to see who can solve them the fastest. At last check, the fastest to ever solve the Rubik's Cube was Colin Burns with a time of 5.25 seconds. The rest of us probably have a long way to go. Let's get back to solving the financial puzzle with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril. Dan is uh, your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's the president of Matson and Capril. They have offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek as well, uh, even in northern Kentucky. You can call 844-QUIZ-DAN to set up a time to meet. That's 844-784-9326. Dan is a certified financial planner. You can also go to quizdan.com to look up great information about the team, take some uh, great planning courses online, find out a lot of great information there. That's quizdan.com. Dot com. All right, so it is 2016, Dan. Let's just assume mm-hmm. that you know everyone's New Year's resolutions aren't going to last long, and let's instead move <laughs> on to some of those financial resolutions for the new year. Maybe we can make these last longer than the uh, I'll lose 10 pounds or I'll keep the weight off or I'll only eat one Twinkie a week kind of thing. Stop drinking wine. Or, <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Why are these resolutions important is what I mm-hmm. want to ask you right. and uh, possibly game changers for somebody's financial life. Uh, so first one, first financial resolution you should make today, stop paying too much in fees inside your portfolio. Yeah, well, that that's a huge one. I mean, let's face it. Every dollar you pay in a fee is a dollar you're going to have less for you. Now, in most things in life, we have been accustomed to this idea that the more I pay, the higher the quality. And that is certainly true in a lot of things. It's true when it comes to homes. It's true often when it comes to automobiles. I can tell you it is true when it comes to wine. However, when it comes to investments, now, what we find time and time again is that those investments with the highest internal costs tend to produce the lowest rate of returns. Simply because that which drives that higher cost, trading, doesn't bring value. And the reason it doesn't bring value is because there's no crystal ball to go with it. Or if there is a crystal ball, it's it's not working right. So, yeah, let, let's take an effort. Now, listen, if you're going to get advice, you're going to pay for it. All right? So I'll be the first one to tell you if, you, if you work with us, we do have a cost. But that cost should not be one and a half percent on top of whatever the mutual fund companies charge it shouldn't be there's no reason really for anybody to be paying more than well no one should even be paying one percent in this day and age there's far too many options that are out there so 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 make it a point and make it a point to understand what you're paying i really do think most people will benefit by being coach and will be will benefit by uh, getting advice but if you can save a quarter of a point or half a point uh, you can really, that's going to have a huge impact over time for you. 
So that's financial resolution number one. Stop paying too much in fees inside your mm-hmm. portfolio. Here's the other thing. Stop overpaying taxes. That should be a well, resolution everybody wants to do. I know, and I, I think it's because the IRS has us so scared. The tax code has us so scared. I have heard people say, you know what? I tell my accountant, get, add an extra 1000 on there just to be safe. No, don't, don't add an extra 1000 on there. Let's develop strategies to cut your taxes now, and let's develop strategies to cut your taxes in retirement. I'm very, very concerned that, that people, the baby boomers especially, have these huge tax-ticking time bombs called 401Ks and IRAs that have all this money in them that not a single dollar of tax has been paid, and yeah, they're going to pay the money, they pay the tax, the money comes out. Well, what happens if tax rates go up? You have deducted it potentially at a lower rate than what you'll be pulling it out at. And that was never the assumption you made when you put it in there, believe me. So we have to have strategies in place. You may not be able to fix these problems overnight, but if you still got 10 years to work, there's a lot of things we can do over the next 10 years. Good, solid planning really does focus a lot on taxes because if I increase your net worth without exposing you to any additional risk, we need to start there. Yes, the tax code can be complicated. You know what? We understand it. We'll help you understand it. Again, we're talking with Dan Capril here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, taking you through some of the New Year's financial resolutions you should be making here for 2016. Another one, get your finances organized. Make that resolution. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to come into my office with a big bag of paper statements, (laughs) well, that's fine. But when you leave my office, if you're a client, we're going to have everything that you have on one screen. Your bank accounts, credit cards, investments, your company plan, everything will be completely organized. Now, you don't need us to do that, but if you're coming in with a big bag of paper, you probably do need someone like us to help you organize. You need to understand what you have and why you have it. And you know what? If you haven't done your updated your estate plan in 20 years, it's not organized. All right? So make sure that there's a real clear-cut strategy that's fresh, that you understand it, that you understand why you own everything you own. Otherwise, it's not going to produce for you the way you think it is. Well, it might, but probably not. Be very clear. Let's have a clear understanding about what you have. Yeah, that's another really important resolution to make sure that you do get those finances organized. It really won't take that long, and then you'll no. be a, a lot more comfortable with oh. your situation once you get it in place. And with computers, and the other thing, too, is, look, depending on your age, at some point in your life, you're going to hopefully pass your assets on to somebody else if you're organized that's going to make their life a heck of a lot easier as well and you know the idea oh i got this big box you know they know to go in the box i've looked at some of those big boxes you can't make heads or tails of what's in there stay organized if you need help work with a professional who can get you organized you know i think we do a lot of great things for clients but i think just that one thing making sure everything they have is on one screen i think it's fabulous you know their whole life is right there uh, there's not a lot of mystery anymore about what they have or why they have it. It means a lot when you can keep things simple, and that's what happens when you get things organized. It simplifies everything else. Uh, take the time to understand what I'm invested in. You should be saying that to yourself. <laughs> in addition to getting organized, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with it. Find out what's in that portfolio. 
Well, you know, one of the, one of the things that we do with our clients is a portfolio MRI, and like a like a MRI that you would get if you had a broken bone. This thing goes really deep down into the portfolio, and one of the things that we notice is since most people invest in mutual funds, we find that a lot of the funds that they buy are buying the same companies. So these people think that they're diversified, and really what they are is redundant. And of course, these funds will have different fees, so they're they're being redundant at all different costs. It's, it's very counterproductive to their ultimate strategy about what they're doing. Again, you don't have to be an expert, but you should understand about why you have what you have. It's like a car. I know very little about cars. I do understand why I have four tires. Very important to have all four tires in there. If you don't understand it, you're going to be more susceptible to making mistakes. And if the person you're working with doesn't understand why, well, I think that's going to be quite telling too. Be sure you understand clearly everything that you have and why you have it. I think there's some motorcycles out there that would beg to differ with you on the four-tire thing. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then again, you know, as I always say, if you ever talk to a nurse, in fact, your, your wife's a nurse, ask yeah. her what they call motorcycles. Oh. Chances are they call them donor cycles. <laughs> uh, no. Well, also, they're, they're in a different category. They're motorcycles, not cars, which you, you did specify, so I'll, I'll take that back. I did specify cars. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, here's I'm not a, a big motorcycle fan. Sorry, folks. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can tell. Uh, here's a, uh, an, another one, another financial resolution. And um, that's to nail down a retirement date. I mean, get it on the calendar. Have a goal, yeah. right? Well, I, I think it's unfortunate when people just say things like, oh, I'll just probably work till I'm 75. Well, you know, wouldn't you like to know that for certain? I will tell you, one of the greatest things that we do, and I'm fortunate, I know I say that a lot, but I hear when I tell somebody, you know what? You could be out of here in the next five years. You could retire you know, you just see the, the, this burden come off their shoulders. It's a great relief. Now, often I have to challenge somebody to give me that number. It may not be doable, but let's start somewhere. Let's not take a defeatist approach that says, oh, I'm just going to work till I drop. Don't. Again, those elderly people that we see doing uh, manual labor right now, a lot of them had that attitude. Let's not have that attitude. Let's have a strategy. You know what? We may not be able to hit it exactly. But wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you want to know the direction that you're heading? Or do you just want to keep it a mystery? Because you know what? The end of that story, it's not going to be a good one. So let's put you in control. That's uh, sage advice from Dan Capril, our local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton. With offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and northern Kentucky, the president of Matson and Capril. These are some of the New Year's resolutions you should make for 2016 in your financial life, at least. And Dan is telling us why, if you do these things, it's going to be a game changer in your financial life. Here's the last one, Dan. Uh, if you're married, mm-hmm. get on the same page with your spouse, especially when it comes to finances. You know, I'm amazed sometimes when, when people come to my office for the first time, husband and wives, and only one of them's coming. I'm like, well, mm. we can't do this meeting unless you're both here. Well, you know, I get this story. Oh, you know, um, you know, he's not into the finances or she's not into it. Look, I don't care. You know, you're a team, you're a couple, you have to work together. And if this is an issue that you don't like talking about amongst each other, and I get that, money is a major reason why couples sometimes split up. Well, that's our role then. That's my role. My role then is to play counselor without an official license to be your marriage counselor. But what we'll do is together we're going to develop a strategy because you both play a part in this. There's going to be certain things that we're going to have to live by. And more importantly, we're going to have to be held accountable to them. So, yes, get with your spouse. If things aren't as rosy and they think there are, you need to, you need to know that. 
I mean, what a horrible thing to have to tell your spouse 10 years into retirement, honey, we're broke. We have to sell the house now. Terrible thing. You need to both be on the same page. And that's what we do. So take advantage of these opportunities. Come on in together. I'll ask you both, what's going to make this a great meeting for you? What are you looking to accomplish? And Nikki and I will sit down with you and we'll get a feel for if you're heading in that right direction. If you are, fantastic. If you're not, what changes do the two of you make need to make? And then we'll make sure that everybody's in agreement. You are, you are totally entitled to have different ambitions than your spouse. But we're going to have to work together to try to hit them both or make some compromises along the way. You know this. This is no different than anything else you faced in your life up until now. But when we get older, our ability to work our way through it, it can come to an end. Take advantage of, of what we can do for you here. It's not about selling you products. It's about developing a strategy, showing you what you're doing right, showing you what you could do better, and then you decide where you want to go from there. Here's how you get in touch with Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril right here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas. 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's your number to call. 844-784-9326. He has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. He is the president of Matson and Capril and a certified financial planner. 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's your number to dial. 844 784 9326. That's 844 784 9326. Make sure you get a complimentary initial meeting with Dan Capril. Find out if you'd be a good match and a good fit to talk about your current situation and what kinds of changes you might need to make for 2016 and beyond. Whether you're retired or approaching retirement uh, or even still uh, earning in your financial years, then you're just starting to think about hey, my financial future, I need to make some things, uh, make sure certain things are addressed. Dan's the person to reach out to. Again, 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. Stay with us. Tales from the tax side. And uh, we're going to get some tax advice from the Grinch, or for the Grinch, I should say. That's coming up next right here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Puzzles go by a lot of names. There are jigsaw puzzles, crosswords, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain twisters, brain knitters, knotters, and bogglers. You get the idea. It's kind of like financial planners and advisors. A lot of people call themselves a financial advisor, but there are often a lot of differences between these people. Some only sell insurance. Some are RIAs. Some can't sell stocks. Some are RFCs. The list goes on and on. It can be difficult to know who's really a financial planner. Who really is going to make decisions in your best interest rather than just what's suitable for you? That's why it's important that you know Dan Capril is a certified financial planner, or CFP for short. CFPs make a career-long commitment to meet the ever-changing needs of their clients. That's the kind of person you want to work with when planning for retirement. So forget all those other riddlers in the financial world and work with the best. Contact Dan Capril at 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. Want more information about Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril? Visit us on the web by going to askdan.com. That's askdan.com. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. 
He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you need some wealth coaching, some time to discuss how you can better prepare for retirement, then call Dan and the team at Matson and Capril at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt here with you as it's time to rejoin once again with Dan Capril, our local wealth coach for you in Cincinnati and Dayton with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky as well. Dan is the person for you to turn to to talk about your financial situation, where you might want to go in the future uh, with your particular setup and making sure you're making the right decisions, especially here at the beginning of 2016. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call to set up a time to meet and to ask some questions. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. It's time for Tales from the Tax Side. And since we just went through the holiday season, we'll just let that uh, linger a little bit more. We're talking about uh, tax advice for the Grinch. That's this week's headline. What are we talking about, Dan? Well, what was your favorite uh, – what's your favorite holiday program that gets replayed? Well, the you? Grinch is certainly up there. You like him? Uh, now, you like the cartoon or the Jim Carrey remake? Please. Of course the okay, cartoon. Okay, good. The cartoon. Good. All right. All right. We're on this thing. Yeah. That and, Ru- and Rudolph is, is classic. Uh, yeah. Those are, the, yeah, those are my two. I always make sure i watch yeah i was always i always loved that charlie brown christmas one yeah uh, yeah yep. i would say that's third look. that's, that's third. Uh, just the music gets me going with um, i, I love know. anything charles schultz um yeah now this year i actually took my wife to go see the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer musical in addition mm. to the the tv program and yes. uh, the musical was really fun we felt yeah. a little awkward two twenty somethings, and it was just <laughs> like nothing but kids around us. Yeah, and uh, it, it was a, it was a blast though. And they've got like a full size abominable snowman. They do the costumes really well. Listen, so, don't don't feel bad so. at all. When when the last Toy Story came out, me and my wife went to it. So <laughs> awesome. no, listen, awesome. those are the best things. Okay, so let's talk about the Grinch. So let's just assume the Grinch is a small business owner, okay. and he's and he's in the business of stealing Christmas. All right. Okay. So I tend to emphasize to most small business owners that they really don't do a great job on average making sure they're they're paying as little in tax as they could. We often confuse tax planning with tax filing, and tax filing is done after the fact. So here we are, new year, it's time now to start doing things right. So the first thing that the Grinch is allowed to deduct in his business is mileage. So it's not a it's not a far trip down the mountain to uh, to Whoville, um, but if he wanted to, he could deduct fifty six cents a mile. Uh, he could also deduct the actual expense, maintenance, upkeep, depreciation. I see a lot of people um, who are um, you know working in sales, whatever, and they're not doing a great job of keeping track of their mileage. Um, I have several offices, and um, you know while I can't deduct the cost of going from home to my main office, I can certainly deduct the cost of going to other offices to meet people. There's a great number of great apps for that that you can put on your phone. You don't have to write anything at all. They'll keep track of all your mileage. All you have to do at the end of the day is swipe. Was it personal? Was it business? 56 cents a mile, though, 
It really adds up. So the first thing the Grinch can do is, you know, in his business stealing Christmas, he can deduct mileage costs. Another thing is uh, uniform and work clothes. As long as the work clothes would not be considered appropriate for ordinary street wear, you can deduct them. So let me give an ex- great example. Um, a shirt, a button-down shirt, you know, you could wear that to church. You could wear that to the movies. You could wear it to work. But if you put a logo on it with the name of your business, I would argue that that's not appropriate for church or to go out on a date. Therefore, that would fall into the category of a uniform, completely deductible. You should do that with your business. Meals and entertainment, if done for business purposes, you can deduct half of them. So as the, you know, so as the Grinch, as we saw that ugly uniform, that Santa uniform he had, that would have been deductible. Well, you know, the roast beast that he ultimately gives back, um, that would he be able to write off half of that. Um, contractor fees. Yeah, you know, you may recall that um, you know, the Grinch, you know, he employed uh, somewhat begrudgingly his dog Max. To work with them. Chances are, you know, Max, if he was going to get paid, and I hope he got something from the Grinch for that, uh, he could file him as an independent contractor. You know, that's a great thing to do in your business if you can do that because you don't have to then pay the Social Security taxes associated with that. Now, there is a there is a test to determine whether or not, you know, the person can truly be considered an independent contractor. I've seen people make make regular employees independent contractors. That's not copacetic. I'll be a little bit careful mm-hmm. there. But that, you know, but there are ways you can do it, particularly if you only need somebody for a short period of time. Perfectly fine. Um, you know, what we do working with your company, that's clearly an independent contractor type relationship. We don't need you to run the, the financial planning business. But my office manager, I could never get away with putting her on something like that. One other thing about the Grinch I always thought about is you may have noticed, Walter, he doesn't have the best teeth in the world. Did you happen to notice that? <laughs> I think the line is, uh, what, termites in his smile? Is that how yeah, it goes? <laughs> termites in his smile. Okay. Well, as a small business owner, the Grinch is allowed to set up a medical expense reimbursement plan that would allow him to fully write off the cost of getting those teeth straightened. So many things small business owners can do, like the Grinch, and they don't. They don't take the time to have real planning. You know, one of the cool things that we offer clients is called a tax blueprint. And what we do is we take a look at what they've been doing up until now. And then we show them what proactive steps they're not taking and how those can reduce their costs. Now, the great thing about it is whatever fee I quote you, I guarantee you savings twice that amount. Otherwise, there's no fee. Or actually, I'll lower my fee. So, for example, if I think I can save you $3,000 and I quote you a fee of $1,500, and it turns out I can only save you 2000 Well, guess what? I'm going to lower it. But that's not usually what happens. Usually we'll quote 1000 or 1500 and we end up saving the client $9,000, $10,000. is not out of the realm. So it's important that you understand that there's many things that you can do. Yeah, I hear people say, oh, I've got a CPA. The problem, again, is that too often we see CPAs are being too reactive. They're not being proactive enough. Or the strategies that they recommend, they don't want to help them implement them. So it's easier not to recommend them at all. Or they'll use the excuse, well, if you do that, you're going to be on, you know, on notice for an audit. No. Following the law, there's nothing wrong with following the law. And you need to understand what the law is. So let's start this year right, whether it be making sure you're not getting killed in taxes during your retirement or as a small business owner that you're taking the right measures now to cut your taxes. Let us show you. Let us show you these tools that we've developed over the years that really can go a long way to helping you keep much more of your money. So like the Grinch, in the end, you'll have so much more that you can give and you can share your love with others. Take advantage of these options that are out there. 
And all you have to do is call Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril to start that conversation to make sure that you're going to be in a better shape financially going forward, whether it's personal life or whether it's small business uh, situation that you might be in and you're wanting to improve that tax situation. This is uh, just a solid example of the many ways you can take advantage of what's out there for you in the financial world to do it legally, to do it the right way, and to do it with a great team around you. And that's Dan Capril and the folks at Matson and Capril. Set up a time to meet to talk about your situation by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326, 844-784-9326. If you're here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas, uh, Dan is your local wealth coach. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. Dan, we're about to wrap up for the week, but before we do, it's time to give away a book like you do each and every week, sharing your love of of reading and of books with the listeners. What's this week's book of the week, and how do people get a copy? Well, this this book is, is one that I have given away before because it's just so important, and it's a perfect time to give it away. It's called The Power of Zero Percent by Scott McKnight. And what Scott does is he lays out in, in rather simplistic terms how you can position yourself for a truly tax-free retirement. What are the steps that you need to make? So strongly recommend this book. I give it away often even if people don't call. But um, go to quizdan.com. Let us know what questions are on your mind, and we'll get you out a copy of this great book. Best question of the week, quizdan.com gets a copy of the book. That's quizdan.com. Submit your question. Best one of the week gets a copy of The Power of Zero Percent by Scott McKnight. And again, that number that you can call as well to get in touch with Dan and his team, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Well, Dan, Happy New Year once again. Thanks so much for being here with us on Solving the Financial Puzzle as you are each and every week. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right. Happy New Year, Walter, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. Absolutely. Again, that's Dan Caprill, your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton. And the number to call is 844-QUIZ-DAN. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on the next Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of NPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800 353 